Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. So there's, a, there's an architectural maxim that um, developed an idea that form follows function and not the other way around. So what they're saying is that when you've identified what function you want, then the form follows that process. Um, so when you're designing a laundry, for example, you don't um, put all this beautiful stone and you know, greenery and everything and forget to have a washing machine and a dryer. The washing machine and the dryer is the purpose of a laundry, and the form of that, the way we adorn it, make it enjoyable to be in there, breezy, you know, light and airy, because we spend a lot of time in the laundry, especially if you have kids, um, we spend a lot of time in the laundry, so we make the form follow the function. If you create a house that the form doesn't follow the function and the form is the primary purpose, it has no use to anyone. It may look nice, but it has no use to anyone. And I think maybe you understand where I'm going, that that's kind of what Christmas is these days. It's so much form. It's the uh, lights, it's the Christmas gifts, it's the uh, nativity scenes, it's the Christmas carols, it's the Christmas trees. All of these things are the forms of Christians of Christmas, but it's not the function of Christmas. And the function of Christmas is that Christ is being born into our midst. And this is why we are celebrating this is why we are doing all of these things. And this is understandable outside the church. Fair enough, it makes sense. But this happens within the church all the time. The church has been celebrating Christmas for at least until, at least since the 4th century, so about 1700 years, the church has been celebrating Christmas Day. And the purpose, if we go back 1600 years, was they said we need to remember that Christ is born. We need to remember that he has to be birthed within us. And this is the day he's born, December 25th, and we have to remember it. And over time, that truth, they said, well, let's add ways to really bring out the truth of what is happening. So why don't we make people fast or tell people, encourage people to fast before the feast of Christmas to prepare themselves? Why don't we tell them to not focus so much on food. Don't spend hours preparing food. Make simple food, eat less, and focus on nurturing the baby that is growing with us. So, okay, they said, let's do this for a period, and that way, when it comes to the feast, people will be prepared. But for us, of course, it is not about these things. It is about the food. It is about the the form of the whole thing. We don't eat certain types of food, but yet we can overeat and we can eat in a way that is not appropriate to fasting and we do not get the benefit of this beautiful preparation. And then it says, okay, well now we have the feast. How do we enjoy the feast in a true and proper way? Well, when you come to the feast, it is a time of joy. And for humans, joy means eating food. So we celebrate with the feast but the purpose of that celebration is to remind us of the inner feast that is happening in us. 
to remind us that Christ is being born within us and this is a moment for true celebration and joy. But for us, we will go home, maybe today, we will eat a feast, we will enjoy time with our families and we will completely forget why we have come to church, myself included. So I think that for us, we have often confused the two, um, the function and the form. And we have taken the form and we have confused ourselves. And so now as we come to this Christmas, all the pretty lights, all the food has distracted us from the reality of what is happening and what should be happening within us. You know, most of us, when we don't see our kids um, for a few days, we will go home and we will be very excited. Let's say you've been away for a while. You dream about that moment you walk through the door when they run to you with a hug. You dream about playing with them and lying down in bed with them. Mostly that's over within 30 seconds after you get home. But at least in the lead up, you're very excited about that process. And for us, I love the forms of Christmas. I love the lights. I love all of those things. Christmas makes me incredibly happy. But there is nothing compared to the joy of being with the one whom we have laboured in birth with. No mother, after she's gone through the period of labour, wants to do anything else but nurse that child. The first thing they do is give it straight to the mother so the mother can be with it to create that bond. Why after this period of preparation, after this period of fasting, do we run away from that bond? Do we run away from creating that relationship with the child Jesus who is to grow within us? What joy can there be in Christmas lights in food when we don't have the joy of being with the one who died for us, being with the one who became human for us, who can give us everything that we want? Why, when we come home tonight, do we not spend some time gazing at the one we have given birth to? Many times we find ourselves just staring at our children because of how beautiful they are, how innocent and delightful it is just to look at them. But are we going to spend time today on Christmas gazing at our God who was birthed within us? Are we going to spend time over the next few weeks, this Christmas period, as He grows up within us, as the virtues of God grow up within us? And then when it comes to Lent, we are now prepared to walk with Him in the path of suffering that He is about to embark on. This is why we have feasts and fasts. It's not so we can fast and be miserable and then really enjoy eating again. The reason we have feasts and fasts is we fast within and we feast within. We fast in struggle for God and we feast when His consolation is given to us. His consolation happens many times throughout the year. On this season, it's the consolation of His incarnation within us. In the next season that's coming in Lent, it's the consolation of His resurrection within us. They don't happen outside of us. It happens within us. The moment we look outside for these feasts and these events, we've lost the meaning of them. They happen within us. And this is the way we really come to know the joys of the church. And this is why the church has given these things, the outward things, so we can look within ourselves. So I hope that this year, as we start this year with this new, with this Christmas um, and this feast, that we don't mistake the forms for the function. 
that we remember the purpose of everything that we are here to do and we live in this cycle forever and we live in this cycle throughout the year in every feast that the church gives us. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.